Welcome to the Visualize You show. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt, and each week on the show, we'll talk about how you can live, love, and visualize the life and business of your dreams. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already so that you can learn the practical skills that will help you to do the same. Let me help you to recognize your self-worth, honor your skills, and become confident being who you are always supposed to be. Now let's get on with the show. everybody, welcome to episode 81 of the Visualize You show. I'm your host, Beth Huey, and on this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a very special masterclass on the art of gratitude and visualization. Now, I'm going to be sharing with you the five levels of gratitude, but also lots of different ways that you can begin to visualize using the Visualize and Thrive framework. Now, the reason why this is special is that this is the framework that is available within the Visualize and Thrive Business Club, which is launching next Tuesday, the 22nd of the 2nd, 22. So all of those twos, it felt like exactly the right time to launch the membership. So this episode is introducing you to the Visualize and Thrive framework. If you want to learn more, Everything I talk about today is talked about in more detail inside the Visualize and Thrive Business Club. I'll leave the link to join. You can go to visualizeandthrive.com, sign up there to get on the waitlist, or perhaps the waitlist is open by the time you are listening to this. So go check that out. I hope you enjoy this week's episode and I'll speak to you soon. So in today's training, I want to share with you why I am so passionate about gratitude and visualization where it all started for me. I wanna share with you what the benefits are so you can see how you can utilize gratitude and visualization in your everyday life to completely transform your reality. I wanna share with you the overview of the Visualize and Thrive framework, which is a framework I use within my membership with my clients and allows my clients to stay on track with their dreams and their aspirations, but in a really spiritual but practical way. It meets you where you are and allows you to be spontaneous whilst using a framework. I also want to share with you some other methods of visualization and things that you absolutely need to know in order for you to get the most out of your visualization efforts. So the very first time I visualized, I was just four years old. So I was on holiday with my family. We were on the English coast, it was either Bridlington or Scarborough, if you are familiar with the English coast. And I've asked my mum and dad which it was, and they can't quite remember, but it's, it's one of those. And there was fairground on the seafront, and there was a bounty castle. I think if you're listening in the US, you call them bouncy houses. But it was one of those, those bouncy castle houses where you bounce up and down and have loads of fun. But I was a petite four-year-old with little legs, not very strong. And my mum and dad could see these older, more boisterous boys and girls running back and forth from this bouncy castle and the number of kids that was on them. And they could see that I was not going to have an enjoyable experience being on this bouncy castle. But I wouldn't take no for an answer and I kept asking in and again and eventually my mum relented and let me go on. But the fears of my mum and dad were born true and I had the most miserable time on this bouncy castle. I could not find my footing, I could not jump up and down. I was just going with the motion of what other people were doing. I was getting bashed about, I was getting knocked down and I could not get my little legs to leave the ground of this the bouncy castle. I couldn't 
jump any higher. I couldn't, there was no way that I was doing anything of enjoyment on this bouncy castle. And my five, ten minutes was up and I came off and I said to my dad, I'm going to go on a red bouncy castle all by myself. And I was so strong in that conviction. And my dad said, we're not going to find another bouncy castle. That night when my dad tucked me up in bed, I said again, tomorrow, dad, we're going to find a red bouncy castle all by myself. And he was very diplomatic and he said, we're not. We're going home tomorrow. We're not going to find an empty red bouncy castle. Even if we go really early on the seafront, we're not going to find one. But I was adamant. And as my dad left the room, I remember squeezing my eyes so, so tight that I could feel the eyeballs inside my head. And I started to visualise myself on a red bouncy castle. I visualised what it would look like. I could see the bouncy castle. I could see the expansive space around me. I could see the space between my feet as they left the bouncy castle floor. I could hear the sound of that banging against the walls of the bouncy castle. I could hear the enjoyment in my voice and the laughter that I was having. I could see the smile on my face. And I could almost taste and smell the textures of the bouncy castle and feel the stitching of the bouncy castle and how it was all put together. And at some point that night, as I was visualising all of this, I fell asleep. Now, nobody had ever taught me about visualisation. No one had ever taught me about intuition or the law of attraction, but something instinctively inside of me was telling me that this was something that we did. As children, we have these imaginations and we go to these places. Nobody tells us about our imagination. It is just there, it's just a given to us. And yet somewhere along the way, as adults, we let that imagination slide and we don't see the power in our imagination. And I fell asleep and the next day we packed up and set off home. Now my dad was one who always made shortcuts although sometimes they were long cuts so we would be on the motorway and if there was any traffic my dad would come off find some country roads and he would get us to our destination that way and today was no different and we came off the motorway down these country roads and there as we're going down these different winding country roads there in the distance I could see something red and something inside me was getting really excited because all the while in the back of the car, I'm still visualising this red bouncy castle. We're going to find this red bouncy castle. We're going to find this red bouncy castle. Over and over again in my mind, I would not let it go. And as we started getting closer, I was getting excited and my heart was pounding and my mum in kind of shock was, John, there's a red bouncy castle there in the distance. And there were lots of cars coming away from what looked like a farmer's field. It looked like there'd been some kind of fate off there summer fair there were lots of cars coming away and as the cars were pulling away we were pulling into the field and as we drove up and found somewhere to park there was a guy sat in a fold-up chair at the side of a red bouncy castle and my dad got out went over to speak to him to see if it would be okay for me to go on and he turned around and beckoned my me and my mum he waved to us and I got out the car and I ran with so much joy and excitement onto this red bouncy castle some of the things that were happening, that allowed this manifestation to happen, that I had this unwavering faith. It didn't matter if my dad told me no, it didn't matter if we were on our way home, I was still manifesting that red bouncy castle in the back of that car and there was no way on this earth that it was not going to happen because I had that vision, I had felt it, I had believed it, I had got that imagination, I had seen myself, I had felt the joy, it was absolutely going to happen and I had no self-limiting beliefs that it would not happen. There was no doubt in my mind that it wasn't going to come into fruition because 
I had not yet been socialised to have those doubts and lack of confidence. I was still young enough to have not been penetrated by those things that can hold us back, those things that hold us back as adults. And I had used all of the senses. Sometimes we think of visualisation just using one of the senses, just using sight. But how we experience the world is through one or more of all of our senses. And I had that sense of joy and wonder that it was going to happen. Now, when I talk about visualisation today, it all starts with the bedrock of gratitude. For me, if you don't have that bedrock of gratitude and appreciation for everything that is already going on in your life right now, you will find it more difficult to have appreciation for more things to come into your life. If you can't be grateful for the $5 bill, how can we be grateful for the $50,000, okay? And so I believe there are five levels of gratitude. And although there are levels, they kind of merge together a little bit. But the top one, I would say the starting point is always everyday gratitude because that's what eases us in to learning to have that appreciation. And at the other end is that ability to stay in alignment with your vision. Now, to be able to stay in alignment with your vision, you have to have your vision in the first place. But you can stay in alignment with your vision by having that gratitude, that attitude of gratitude, that appreciation, and not wavering from that conviction that something could happen for you. So we start with everyday gratitude and everyday gratitude is literally just that. It's by looking around where you are right now, whether it's looking at your computer screen, looking at the mouse, looking at the walls in your room, the pictures, the bed in your bedroom, whatever that might be, and having gratitude for it. These things that we take for granted. So for example, the tomatoes in your fridge or the gas or the petrol or diesel, whatever you call it, in your tank, in your car that allows us to get from A to B. All of these things we have in our life and yet we wish for so much more. We want our lives to be different, but we have to be grateful right now in the moment and in the now and not somewhere in the future. The next level and these next three levels can actually merge together. People, places, pets and experiences. So we all have people, in our lives that we love very dearly, our family, our friends, our patchwork, family of friends. And we also have people in our lives who we have maybe not in the past been grateful for. We've all had the coworker or the boss, somebody that we have this great dislike for. But actually, the real joy in gratitude and the real reward is being able to give gratitude even when things are not right. Even when we can see the blessing and the lesson from the experience that we've had from other people in our lives who we would probably not want them to be there in the first place. And when we can give gratitude for all of the experiences we've had, both the good and the bad. For all of the places that we have ever been, for whether that's our schools, the holidays that we've been on, the various destinations that we get to go and all of our pets. So every year in the gratitude, I do a gratitude journey every December in my free Visualize You community. And every year, so originally I didn't have pets in my five levels of gratitude, but every year we have just so many images of pets and fur babies and non-furry babies of people who are appreciating the people, those furry pets in their lives and other pets. And so it felt really important that we added pets in there because they have such a special place in our heart and we can be so grateful for them, whatever day it is. 
and those experiences that we have, all of those experiences that we have had, those good ones and the bad ones. So we tend to experience something once, we tend to celebrate our wins once, we don't allow ourselves that ability to go back and look at the very nature of those experiences and experience them again and again for what they were. The next two levels, your superpowers and your zone of genius, very much merge. Some people, some academics and other people that speak on visualisation and gratitude see them as very different. They see them as merged, but I see them as very different. For me, a superpower is that innate ability that we all have to do something that comes so naturally to us, but that does not come naturally to somebody else. So for example, it could be staying calm under pressure. Or for me, for example, it could be being able to read people's energy and do oracle card readings and channel messages for people. These are the things that do not come naturally to other people and yet we have these superpowers and we do not give ourselves credit for them. So every time somebody comes on the Visualize You podcast, I always ask them what their superpowers are because we can learn so much and we can pat ourselves on the back and we can learn to pat ourselves on the back by listening to other people doing that as well. So just think for a second, what are your superpowers if you were to think about it? And if you've never thought about it before, there are ways and means that you can learn and figure out what your superpowers are. The next is your zone of genius. Now, your zone of genius, it can stem from a superpower, but also it could be something that you've got um, academic qualifications for, or it could be something that you've done over and over again that you've got that mastery, or it could be a habit or a hobby that you've done so much and for so long that you are in a different zone to other people and you have that zone of genius. Again, we need to celebrate our zones of genius and see how far we have come and what we've accomplished and what we can do for ourselves and for other people. And then the final one is that ability to stay in alignment with your vision, especially when things go wrong. Yes, I am positive and I try to be uplifting, but there is a lot to be said for life and all of its ups and downs and we have to embrace all of it. Things are going to go wrong and it is our ability to bounce back and have gratitude in our toolbox that is going to help us stay in a high vibration. Now, how do we know where we are vibrating? Now, the emotional guidance scale is the emotional guidance scale of Jerry and Esther Hicks. It comes from the book Ask and It Is Given and it was channeled through Abraham, which is Esther's kind of spirit guide. If you're not familiar with that book, I would urge you to check Ask Me, Ask and It Is Given. It is an amazing book and is a lot more in depth uh, around the law of attraction than books such as The Secret. Okay, so the emotional guidance scale starts at the top with things like joy, knowledge, empowerment, freedom, and appreciation. And that's where I was. I had that joy and knowledge, and I felt empowered that I was going to be have that freedom on that red bounce castle. And I had full appreciation that it was going to happen. And there was no wavering from that. But right down at the other end of the scale, we have fear, grief, depression, despair and powerlessness and I have experienced those I've had burnout I've had work related, work related stress I've had anxiety and depression a lot of us do and it's our ability to bounce back and have those skills and tools to be able to move back up the emotional guidance skill so I'm not going to go through each of the emotions on this scale but do know that you can identify where you are on it for example if I was let's say I was worried about doing this training and that could set me off in a spiral of not wanting to do this training at all. We can start to raise, or I could start to raise my vibration by thinking a better feeling thought. So all of a sudden I can start to think, what would that allow me to do? If I was able to do the training, what would that allow me to do? It would allow me to help others 
learn more about gratitude and visualization. It would allow others to feel inspired and learn the tools to be able to do this for themselves. It would allow people to create a reality that they have over, only ever imagined. And so I can start to see all of a sudden how I can quickly move up the emotional guidance scale. And you don't need to go through all of the emotions to rise up through the emotional guidance scale. But all of a sudden, you could see how I could be on the other side of the scale, feeling more hopeful and having more optimism about what it is I'm trying to do right now with the training. So how can you use the emotional guidance scale if you've never used it before? Well, you can start by just acknowledging where you are on the scale. Whenever you have these feelings and emotions, acknowledge where you are in that moment. And all of our feelings and emotions, even the ones that are negative and are lower vibrating, such as anger, are sacred emotions. And we have to feel them. Um, we have to experience what it feels to, to go through those motions in order that we can pull ourselves back up again. If we don't process those emotions, we are leaving a lot in the lesson. We are leaving a lot in the journey. And so it's really important that we give ourselves that time and space to allow us to do that. And you can use the emotional guidance scale to choose a better feeling thought. It gives us that point of attraction. It gives us a guide to where we want to go. It allows us to check in with ourselves and go, actually, yeah, okay, I was feeling worried, but now I'm feeling hopeful and more positive. And it allows us to move back up the scale to a higher vibrating thought and emotion. And it allows us to use gratitude. You know, there are lots of different ways that you can use the emotional guidance scale to let go of self-limiting beliefs and there are lots of different tools and ways that you could do that but gratitude is one of the most easiest I think to help you on that path and journey. Now Lewis Carroll said imagination is the only weapon against reality. Imagination is the only weapon against reality and I think that's incredibly powerful that in any moment we have the ability to use our imagination, the imagination that we were given at birth, to paint a different picture. Paint a different picture to what is going on currently. If you are unhappy with your circumstances right now, if you're unhappy how your business is going, if you're unhappy how your life is, how your relationships are, how your relationship with money is, then you can use your imagination to fight against, to weaponize, and to fight against your current... But... In order to visualize, we have to use all of the different senses. This is what I was doing when I visualized for the very first time. A lot of people feel that visualization, maybe they get, I, know, I think, hung up on the word visualization. They think it's just having a vision. It's just having the sight aspect of it, but it's utilizing all of your senses because how we experience our everyday life is through one or more of our senses. And so we can't just use vision. We have to visualize what that sounds like, the conversations that we might be having with people, where we would be, are we out in nature? We have to use sight, but use it utilizing all of the detail. We have to get very into the nitty gritty of utilizing our vision. We have to be able to use taste and smell. Now, taste and smell tend to be the hardest ones for people to get their heads around because unless you're eating or drinking something, or you can smell something lingering in the background. It can be very difficult to utilize sense. Some people do not have a great sense of smell as well. But what, what I want to say on that is how, even if you have a really bad sense of smell, you, that is still how you experience your reality on a day-to-day -day basis. You experience your reality with a, a, a poor sense of smell. And so how you experience your vision 
will be no different and that's fine. But you can develop your sense of smell and your sense of taste over time. You can develop all of your senses. The next sense is that ability to feel and touch something concrete. What would it feel like to touch different textures that are in your vision, different people? But there is also a sixth sense, which is our intuition. We all have that ability to know what our intuition is telling us. If you meet somebody who gives you that sense of dread or something bad is going to happen, we all have got that. We all feel that in our gut. Again, we don't learn that. It's just there. And we can enhance that. We can learn how to use our intuition and lean into that a lot more. But in all of the client one-to-one intensive sessions that I do, once we've painted that picture using all of the senses, I always then ask my clients, what is the next intuitive step that is about to happen? What is going to happen next in this vision? Hey listener, how would you like to spend a whole 30 days with me learning how to bring more positivity into your life? In the 30-day gratitude journey experience, you remember who you are, you recognize your superpowers, identify your zone of genius, and create a vision for your life and business that you'll be so excited to make a reality. To find out more, head to bethhewitt.com forward slash gratitude. Sometimes that comes easily and sometimes it doesn't, but it's just about learning to utilize intuition in all of the visualizations, in everything that you do, because it tells us so much, it is so powerful and it is always there for us. And it can give us clues to what's coming up for us in the future. Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. And I found this quite a profound quote when I first saw it, to think that a scientist who is world renowned for having such a brilliant mind, who has so much knowledge and so much wisdom and has figured out so much scientific stuff, believes that imagination is more important than having that knowledge. And that's because in order for somebody to figure something out, in in order for... Uh, science to be proven we first have to have the imagination we have to be able to believe so the first time electricity was discovered for example somebody imagine that somebody was thinking about having electricity before it was created so our imagination is more important than knowledge and when you know that it gives us a sense of power it gives us a tool that we can use whenever we need to transform our lives okay so I just want to talk a little bit about how we experience visualization because we all do it very different. So if just for a second, you were to think of an elephant, I'll give you a few seconds just to think about an elephant, what is coming up in your mind's eye, close your eye, eyes, and just visualize for a second, an elephant. And really think about what that image is and how it's coming up. Okay, open your eyes. Now, how we visualize that will be completely different to one another. So if, for example, your African elephant from your Indian elephant, you might have a very clear image of a particular breed of elephant. Okay, if you went to a zoo or you went to the circus as a child or as an adult with your children, you might have an image of an elephant that you saw maybe in safari, on the safari, or in a zoo, or somewhere else. You, like me, so whenever 
somebody asks me to think of an elephant, which doesn't happen that often, <laughs> but whenever when anybody mentions elephant, the first image that comes to my mind is a teddy bear elephant that I had when I was a child. I had a pink elephant with a green bow that sat on the top of my dresser in my bedroom, and that is the first image that I have. It could be a cartoon elephant, maybe you've seen Dumbo or some other film with an elephant in, or you could actually see the word elephant. Or maybe it's an inanimate object of an elephant. Maybe you've got a ornament or a watering can. I used to have a green uh, watering can elephant. I couldn't find a green one, but I found a pink one. Um, I yes, yeah, so it could be an inanimate object of an elephant, or it could be the sound. And if you didn't hear the sound, just pause for a second. Can you hear the sound of an elephant right now? Don't worry if you can't, because we can develop our visualization muscles. But how powerful is that, that you can actually visualize the sound in your mind? You can hear the sound. And just to take this a little bit further, just so you can see the power of our imagination in action. If I was to just ask you to imagine, if you were to hold your hand out, and in each of your hands, I place a lemon. And you take your other hand and pick that lemon up, and you put that lemon to your mouth and you bite into that lemon. And you sink your teeth into that lemon. Just imagining what that tastes like. Can you feel the taste and the texture? Maybe, what maybe it sounds like as you bite into that. Or what it smells like, if you can smell the lemon. If you could see your hand and the lemon as it goes into your mouth. Many of you right now will be salivating. The saliva glands in your mouth will start to produce saliva because your mind cannot tell the difference between that which you are imagining and that which is real. I'm going to say that again. Your body has reacted. It has started salivating because it believes there is a lemon in your mouth right now. Because the mind cannot tell the difference between what is imagined and what is real. And when you understand that, you can see how your reality in an instant can be transformed and can change just by the power of our imagination. We can use our imaginations to paint a positive picture of our lives at any time we want. We can take back the reins and go, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Yes, we have our down days. Yes, things are gonna happen. Things are gonna come left field and we have to process those emotions. But we can go enough and paint that positive picture. And it is incredibly powerful for the, the ways that I work with my clients and the success that it's having in their lives to transform their lives and to stay in alignment with their vision and their dreams and their soul's calling which is the most important thing for me having been somebody who pivoted and changed direction so many times trying to find where i fitted into the world and not truly following my soul's calling because i lacked the confidence because i was scared of showing up as who i was that to me has taught me that we can transform people's lives so my visualize and thrive framework um, it is a framework, it is a structure, but I like the element of spontaneity. I couldn't find the word there. I like that ability of spontaneity to just being in the flow and going with the flow. And so my Visualize and Thrive framework, whilst it is there as a structure, it's also there to allow you to pick it up wherever you are in your life. So whether you need to get back on track with your daily goals, your um, monthly goals, your quarterly goals, your annual goals, your five-year plan, your 10-year plan. Okay, so you can pick it up wherever you need to and however detailed you need it to be. But it starts with that bedrock of gratitude. Coming back to that, we have to have that bedrock of gratitude and that positive point of attraction in order for us to manifest and visualize and for our visualizations to be successful. 
The next thing is that we need to identify a focus. Some people come to me and they're not sure what their soul's calling is and they're not sure where to focus their efforts right now. And that is absolutely fine because we all do that. We are so busy and we've got so many things that we want to accomplish and we just do not know where to put our efforts. But the Visualize and Thrive works through what is important to you in that moment to allow you to find a focus and so to stop you from procrastinating and stopping in that time of inaction. The Visualize and Thrive framework helps you to create a vision using all of the senses. Using all of the senses in such great detail. Not just visualizing something, but using all of the senses within that visualization. It teaches you how to meditate in a really easy way. Meditation is not hard. It does not need to be hard or difficult. It doesn't need to be structured. And it allows you to combine meditation with visualization and doing that regularly. I have found that when we combine visualization with meditation, it almost supercharges the manifestations super, super quickly. Some of the things that you don't need to do, but I think really help, is being able to create a tailored positive affirmation. Now, I also called affirmations and affirmations because the majority of affirmations that people are using are ones they found on Pinterest, ones they found on the internet, which mean diddly squat and have absolutely no alignment with their overall soul's calling and their overall vision. And so it's really important that I help people who want to create an affirmation that they're creating it that is in alignment with who they are at their core, with their true vision and values. And an affirmation for me it's a shorter version of the scripting process because you're using I am's and you're using it in the current tense and the first person. It's about creating a plan. But so many people think you visualize and then you let the universe just drop things in your lap and that's how it happens. That is not how it happened. You have to create a plan, a non-project manager plan, a practical spiritual plan that is simple to create and that can be created incredibly quickly and I'll show you how to do that. That doesn't have the wrist logs and all of the other stuff. But then you have to take action on that action plan. You have to surrender to that the whole vision. You have to surrender to everything, the whole process. And that can be easier said than done. How do we just surrender? But we have to move out of that place. We have to surrender from the lack and the scarcity. And then we simply rinse and repeat this. It's an ongoing process. We create the vision over and over again. We don't just do it the one time. We practice it. We change it. We tweak it. It evolves. We do this over multiple times. There is a level of ongoing support that I have within my membership that runs alongside the framework, which is the accountability to help you stay on track. It is the masterminding, knowing that, yes, we have all of the wisdom inside of ourselves, but sometimes it is in using that, those ideas and sharing those ideas with others in a safe environment that we're going to get the most progress. It is about identifying the self-limiting beliefs because we all have them. Sometimes they never ever go away completely. They're always part of who we are and actually we should honour those sacred beliefs that we have because they show us how far we've come and the confidence that we have grown. But it's about continuously identifying them and releasing them and moving forward. So I've mentioned a lot of the benefits already but just a quick recap. So the benefits of visualisation is that it allows you to have more control in your life. It allows you to have intentional direction. It allows you to have an action plan and move forward with intentional, strategic, spiritual action. It allows you to have clarity in your life. For the first time, you may never have painted a vision of your life in such great detail. It allows you to have more 
to be grateful for because the bedrock of visualization is gratitude. It allows you to have more positivity in your life and gives you the skills and tools to be able to keep control of that. And it allows you to enjoy your life more. Now, I'm gonna mention a few different ways uh, that I do that. I've mentioned scripting already. Uh, so I have a book, The Power of Scripting, which is all about how you script in great detail. What words do you use? How do you write it? What kind of tenses do you use? How much detail do you need to have in there? And it's a really simple process and it's a really enjoyable process because it allows you to get clear with pen and paper and there's something magic about the pen flowing on the page and you can rub out and you can scribble and you can rewrite it a number of times and if you do that regularly so I script every single Sunday I've got hundreds and hundreds of notebooks of things that I've scripted in the past and some of those things haven't manifested the way that I thought they would but something else better has always come along and some of them have manifested exactly how I've scripted but it's that ability to have that control by picking up the pen and, and writing. And so scripting is just a written form of visualization, utilizing all of the senses. And actually it's a really great way to start to learn to use the senses, but not just in your mind by putting pen to paper and making it a little bit more concrete. Now, vision boards. Now, most people love vision boards. A lot of the law of attraction practitioners and coaches will say that you need to create a vision board and you absolutely should create a vision board. However, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with vision boards because they are only part of the puzzle and they only go so far if you are being taught by certain, for example. A vision board is something that you stick on your wall, that you get, collect images, so it's visual, it's vision. You collect all of these images, you place them on your vision board and they're mean, meaningful to you on some level but they miss out all of the other senses. They don't have all the other aspects of it. And so for me, vision boards are really great, like scripting, to get clarity and to get a visual representation and clarity on what your vision should be. But they should not be the end product. And actually a lot of people, and if you're somebody who's got a vision board, you'll know this, I don't need to tell you this, but you might have a vision board in your kitchen, in your bedroom, wherever it is, and you look at it. And after a while, if those things have not manifested, if you've not taken strategic aligned action towards the things on your vision board, and if you've not used visualization and meditation and created the action plan and worked towards it and ticked those goals off, it's just a representation that acts as a self-fulfilling prophecy of that which you have not created. And that is not powerful. That is exactly the opposite. So when you're creating your vision boards, absolutely create one, but try to bring as many senses into your vision board as possible. Imagine, pick images that elicit that sound and the feeling and the sensations and that intuitive feeling, okay? Don't just choose words or things that look pretty that are so out of alignment with your overall vision. Now, so some of the things that you absolutely must do in order to get the most out of your visualizations is to have a focus. You absolutely have to have a focus. You can't not have something to focus upon. Otherwise your visualization is just woolly and fluffy and is not gonna get you to where you wanna go, okay? So we have to be really clear with the universe and you have to be really clear with yourself what you wanna focus upon. Okay, you need to be specific and as specific as possible and at times, numbers, dates, amounts, people, seasons, whatever that is, okay? Get as specific as possible. Now, one thing I wanna say about being specific is that people often ask me, but what if I'm specific and then I manifest something and it's not quite as specific as what I wanted? I want you to know that the universe will always deliver 
what it feels is right for you in that particular moment and where you're resonating and how you're truly feeling and thinking okay so even though you might be writing it down there may be some conflicting beliefs going on you might be saying I want to be a strong successful businesswoman but another part of you conflicted part of you might be saying but how could I ever be an amazing mum to my children if I'm a successful businesswoman and so we've got these conflicting beliefs that are going on all of the time and get really specific in your visualizations and your scripts and anything that you create but allow the universe to meet you halfway and to create something for you that you could not have imagined we have ability to have control and have the reins when we're creating visualizations but also allow that spontaneity of the universe to just to provide you with things that you could never have imagined and that's okay too give gratitude you absolutely have to give gratitude if you can't appreciate the small things how can you appreciate the give the big things and so gratitude needs to be that bedrock it has to be there because it helps raise our vibration it puts us in that positive mindset in order for us to manifest that which we want to have in our lives you have to use all of the sensors and practice those sensors that you find more difficult to use than others. There is a condition called aphantasia, which is people who find it difficult to visualize. It is a, a known condition. It's very new. There's lots of new research coming out about it all of the time. And so we don't know everything about it. But I do firmly believe that we can enhance our visualizations the more that we practice our visualization. You have to have an unwavering faith. You know, my four-year-old me had that unwavering faith and so it manifested like that in an instant. It was there the very next day and there was no there was no way that I was gonna be convinced it was otherwise and so you have to have that unwavering faith. Do not give up hope. You have to have that faith in yourself. You have to take inspired action inspired strategic spiritual action you need to have that action plan and you need to be ticking things off and moving towards your goals all of the time the more you do that the more doors will open up for you and the more opportunities that will present themselves and you have to learn to surrender the outcome which i think is probably the hardest for a lot of people and it's about distracting yourself from that lack from that scarcity for from not having that faith okay so learn to surrender to the outcome Extra things that are going to help, meditation and combining meditation with visualisation. There's something magical that goes on, it speeds up the process, you get into those, I'm not a scientist or a brain specialist by any means, but there's something that happens when you get into that theatre space of uh, imagination and when you combine that with visualisation it supercharges your ability to manifest. Create personalised affirmations. Again, you don't have to do that, but I do find that it helps really anchor your vision in place. So we always anchor our visions in place when I do the work with my one-to-one -one clients, but if they also have a quick personalized affirmation that they can read regularly, as well as their own scripting, but they've got this firm vision statement, essentially, that includes all of the different elements of that vision. That is gonna be incredibly powerful when it aligns with who you are at your core your personal vision values, as well as your overall vision for the future. Another thing that you can do is to script weekly. Now I know that everybody can do that and that it does take a little bit of habit to do that, but do it when it feels right. Do it, don't not do it if you can. I script every single Sunday evening. I change my visualizations every single week. I change my scripting every single week because our lives change and things change all of the time. William Blake said, what is now proven was once imagined. What is now proven was once imagined. Another really powerful quote. Again, it's that 
the idea of where, you know, electricity, nobody would have believed that you could flick a switch and you could have the lights come on. But somebody imagined that. So what is now proven was once imagined. And the same goes for your life. What you imagine for your life can be proven by you doing all of this. You can prove your naysayers, the people in your life who are not supportive. You can, you can prove all of them wrong. But more importantly, you can prove yourself wrong. You can prove yourself that you can do and have the life that you always imagined. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to deliver this training today. If you've got more questions, do come and check me out in my free Visualize You community or check out the Visualize and Thrive membership. Answer these questions all of the time. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the Visualize You show. If you enjoyed this episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts? And if you would like to be with a chance to win 12 months access to the Visualize and Thrive Business Club Lounge, then simply tag me and the show anywhere you like on your social media. Simply use the hashtag VisualizeYouShow. And if you catch my eye, then you could be sitting in the lounge next month. So until next time, remember to visualize you.